What's up, everyone? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 211 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. The video podcast drops at noon Eastern the same day, and the audio hits all platforms on Mondays. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, give it a like. Make sure you're subscribed. It's just an excellent way to show your support. We've got an awesome interview here in episode 211. I've got Josh and Tristan from Magnolia Park on. And wow, this band rips. They are going to burst wide open in 2021. And they've been working really, really hard to get there. We're going to talk about new music that they haven't talked to anybody about before. First time we're going to talk about it right here. And there's a lot. This isn't just a single, but there is a new single coming very, very soon. But there's so much more. We're going to talk about their presence on TikTok, which is really sick. Their merch, their music videos, just so much. And without really wasting any time, why don't we check out that interview right here, right now, Tristan and Josh from Magnolia Park. All right, everybody. So I am really excited. We're back here in episode 211 with another guest. They've been on my radar for a lot, uh, a long time, and a lot of people are talking about them, but not enough. And I feel like 21, this year is going to be the year. I am so excited. I've got Tristan and Josh from Magnolia Park. Friends, how's it going today? It's going great. Oh, wow, man. So look, um, there's a lot we've got to cover here. And as I told you before we started recording, Adobe caps me at my time. So I'm going to dive right into things here. Um, but for those who aren't familiar with Magnolia Park, and I told you guys, I just kind of stumbled upon you in the summer of 20. Everybody was at home and just trying to consume as much music and content. And I very happily came across Magnolia Park. And since then, it's almost like the, the worldly algorithms won't let me get away from you all. I see you fuckers everywhere. And <laughs> so um, give me and my listeners a little bit of a history lesson on Magnolia Park. I do see a bunch of really sick singles that are out. It feels like stuff's about to burst for you all. Uh, but before we get ahead of ourselves, how did we get here? Uh, that's a crazy story, <laughs> but uh, I'll give the shorter version so we basically started in late late 2018 early 2019 um and it was just like uh my, the old drummer scott and uh and freddie uh we, we were all friends like from like since we were 12 and stuff and we we just uh wanted to play some emo and pop punk music it was mostly scott and then we we had trouble finding a singer and then i was in josh's band's uh, at the time of autumn, and I was just like, I'm just gonna steal Josh, and we stole <laughs> Josh from that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've been growing ever since. Had a little like road bumps in the way, but we're still a pretty new band, like two years into it now. Yeah, about to release our actual like music now. A lot of a lot of cool stuff. We've been in the studio. The whole time this pandemic yeah I, like for majority of the pandemic we've been in the studio yeah uh keeping as safe as possible too because florida is just like the it's crazy the florida man's a real thing you got to watch out out here so it's a pretty crazy place i almost i almost died during the recording process oh yeah <laughs> really um, can we talk yeah. about that <laughs> go ahead josh <laughs> i ate the worst out of hot sauce man and um 
yeah, my body didn't like that so much. It, it completely shut down on me. I was like, all right, cool. All right. Yeah, I think there's a clip on one of our TikToks of him just like with the firefighters and everyone that's surrounding him. Bro, I was, oh my. I was about to meet my greats. I was about to meet everyone. <laughs> he, was, he was dripping like a puddle of sweat. I thought he was going to die or something. Like it was coming I off his speak. forehead. I could, I could barely breathe. It was, it was insane. Yeah. And every time we go in the studio, something happens. Like, every band that goes in there knows we got hot sauce too. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny because I always like to ask bands like, hey, what's like your craziest recording story? Or like, I feel like shit happens in the studio that you just would never imagine. Like stuff that isn't oh, yeah. even related to the music. And and it seems like you guys kind of nailed it right there for us too. Um, but I, I do want to ask this. So um, Tristan, you said that you kind of stole Josh from a previous band. What was that band? And does it still exist or did it go under now? Does it still exist? Oh, it's under, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's under. I mean, uh, I mean, they're still trying to make it work, but like they can't find any members that really stick. So, Oh, yeah, I remember. But yeah, there were there were a bunch of cool people. Um, I mean, I still hang out with them sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. that happens all the time in the industry. I mean, you see bands that like, you know, They'll bounce from there's like touring members and that's part of like what makes this community fucking awesome. And I know like the whole like touring member thing like that sounds foreign because of the world we've been living in the last year or so. And and actually talking about that, um, I know that you guys were saying like late 2018 was when Magnolia Park really started to form. 2019 seems to be when you started to release some of the music. Right. 2020 seems to be when the band started to pick up some steam. 2020 was also the year of coronavirus. So what was that like to kind of um, it it almost nobody benefits from the pandemic, right? Like at the end of the day, that's not a good thing. But it seems like Magnolia Park has looked to at least help others and entertain them and give them music and lift them up in a very shitty time. What was it like to kind of hit that rise in the middle of a pandemic when you can't tour or do anything like that? Because we were planning on touring yeah. in 2020. Uh, we we're actually going to like play House of Blues the day that quarantine happened. Oh, yeah. And that never happened because of the quarantine. So, like, instead wow. of us being like, all right, we don't know what to do. We were like, all right, we're going to the studio anyway. Let's make the most out of it and make as much music as possible and write as much as possible. So we can still release music. And whenever the pandemic is over, we can start touring again. Like, we have enough catalog to just do a complete show and just kill it. Yeah. And 2020 was such a crazy time with like all the terrible tragedies that were happening in early 2020. Yeah. Uh, that definitely influenced us a lot to like be as positive and spread like a positive influence and be contributing to uh, just like making things better, whether that's like promoting uh, donations link, making that people aware of what's going on. Um, yeah, that's, that's what Sigma was really about. Really. Yeah. Just all the riots that were happening. All the like, political injustices that were happening in the world. Yeah, that, that song was definitely inspired by that and the aggression in it too, in that, that chorus. It was just a, a wild time, but we doubled down on being in the studio and getting better at our craft. Um, and it was, it was amazing being in the studio with Andrew Wade. Um, and he and Andrew and Andy, his assistant, helped us grow a lot during like 2020. And you uh, hopefully the fans will see that with all the new music coming out. 
2021 is going to be a fucking wicked, wicked year for new music. I mean, bands have been just like you guys are. You didn't just sit. You didn't just sit down. You you didn't call it quits. You found the energy and the motivation to move forward, knowing that there's got to be something around this fucking corner. There's got to be something around this corner. And seriously, I love Magnolia Park because of the just the vibes, the positivity, and you're you're right there. People are talking about you guys. You know it. I know you can feel it, but you're probably too humble to say it. Um, from what I understand, though, guys, the band, um, you guys are heading towards some new music, maybe a new single, other things. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, but first, I do want to talk about some music you've already released, Sick of It All and Love Me, and there's been others, but we're, we'll focus on those two here for a minute. First of all, before we talk about the two specific songs, how does Magnolia Park go about writing music? Now, I understand it may be different because of the pandemic. I don't know if all all of you uh, are in the same location or spread across, you know, band, with technology, you can find ways around it. But what is the like secret sauce to writing for Magnolia Park if there is one? So I, it actually varies from song to song. So like specifically, uh, Sacred It All, uh, I wrote the instrumental for that, just like the bass, and I sent it to Josh. That was like the easiest song ever to write. Yeah, I wrote it in like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I sent it to him, and then he was just like, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then we, we went back, like me and Freddie uh, tweaked it and brought it to Andrew and Andy and it, it took it to the next level after that. So, um, but for like Love Me, we made, uh, me and Freddie are usually together like writing. Uh, we made that beat. Uh, it took us like nine hours, like just like consistently like, okay, let's do this part, let's do that part. Um, and then over time, it kept on building. And then me and Josh wrote the lyrics together. I think we were watching Soul Eater. Yeah, we were watching Soul Eater <laughs> and anime. Had it in the background. Uh, but yeah, it, it always varies because we have uh, five songwriters in the band. Like, we all write songs. Like, Jared, our bassist, writes songs. Joe, Josh. So it, it's depending on it. But uh, mostly uh, Freddie and Josh and uh, me get together and like finish the product. I am really blown away by saying that like every person in the band is a songwriter. I, you guys are episode 211, which means I've talked to 211 some bands at this point. That's not really, I haven't heard that very often. Like that's kind of crazy. How, how does, I, it, it may not even be something you can articulate, but like how do you get five different human beings together that are artistic, creative, and then speak the same language so it turns into a cohesive song that a lot of people fucking like. Yeah. I mean, it's not really, like, crazy difficult. It's more of, like, we found, like, a balance between that because we all like different types of music, and that that's what makes us unique. Like, I come from, like, the hip-hop, uh, R&B world, and, of course, like, pop, punk, and emo, but I'm more rooted in that. Josh is rooted in more R&B and pop punk. Yeah. <laughs> And then Joe's a metalcore drummer. Like he can play uh, anything from like architects to animals as leaders, and like kill it. And then Freddie comes from like the math uh, rock core stuff with like, the dance, 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 Polyphia. Yeah. And Jared's more like traditionally trained on uh, in songwriting. He went to school for it and everything. So he also loves a lot of like uh, uh, pop rock. Yeah, pop rock for sure. Yeah. He's 
So, and then we just found that perfect blend and uh, it just works for some reason. Like I'm very grateful for that. It it does. It does work. And, um, you know, I, I actually, I told you guys before we started taping, I've played in bands before. I was actually in a ska band for almost 10 years from my senior year of high school. We all went to the same college and we were like the band, you know, at college and stuff like that. But uh, the one thing that I heard you guys say, it just resonated with me. Our drummer was like metal as fuck, like metal (laughs) as fuck in a ska band. So like here, you know, I'm playing like these up, you know, beats and stuff on a guitar. We got some hordes and shit. And then we just got like double. But, but you know, that's, um, that's something about Magnolia Park that I fucking love. Like just even in your bios, like you talk about like the different genres and stuff that you bring in. It's so important with all the hate and all the putting in the boxes and, you know, let's actually even maybe talk about that right now with sick of it all, because I was seeing, like looking at social media, my in-depth research team here at spinning thoughts, you know, we dive deep into the, into the social media. You guys posted around February the 8th, you know, again, about sick of it all you're pushing this song big time it's a fucking awesome song but you mentioned that at first people were saying like yo this this isn't pop punk like this this ain't getting any kind of fucking airwaves like we're not gonna push this basically but now it's really kicking what happened like what what's going on with all of that and it it, it just makes me feel like we put people into these boxes when we should just embrace everybody i don't care i i got this oh yeah it's uh so for some reason like, um, obviously it has to do, like, we're not like, like pop punk is predominantly like white males and stuff. Um, but for, uh, it has to do with that. And it has to do with, like, we add elements that, uh, are different. And so we got a lot of comments and like some people were even close to us telling us like, uh, you guys don't even sound like that. And I'm like, well, we're making pop punk music. We're, we're doing this. Like. You can't gatekeep pop punk because then how will it grow, you know? Um, so we we fought through that at the beginning because we just wanted to be different and like bring a new new flavor, add like hip hop, add like all these all experimental elements and take it to like further than it should go. So we got hate um, from like both ways at first. And it was really like a, a blessing that even like popped off like this because like we experienced so much doubt at the beginning so there's something that a lot of people can relate to about just getting some hate and then overcoming that hate without stooping to the same fucking level like magnolia park just kept going it seems um and, and and there's a lot of inspiration behind that but i mean think of it guys like you're getting from what it seems like a lot of like bullshit surface level like oh you guys ain't pop punk kind of stuff and it's a pandemic and you can't go anywhere and do anything. A lot of bands called it quits without even that kind of adversity. I mean, what is the reason that you guys are still doing this? Um, well, for like, like we always, me and Freddie and, and Josh always talk about it, for like kids like us, cause like I'm Hispanic, Josh is black Joe. Um, like we represent like a different community that we would just want like kids like us growing up to see that someone can do this and be successful at it. Because it's just like so fun playing music with your best friends and yeah. and making it. Um, and there's a lot of kids like us that like like alternative music, but don't see like a, like a rep- the representation, you know? Yeah, they don't see people that look like them in this scene. Yeah. And you know, 
that's something that we all strive to change. Yeah, and I'm I'm really happy to see uh, fans like Action Adventure, Meet Me at the Altar, like uh, Pink Shift, um, all coming up at the same time. It's like it's really something beautiful, and um, I'm glad we have a community like this for sure. Another song that you guys have been doing is Love Me featuring Kellen Quinn. Um, now, I mean, Jesus, this guy, Kellen Quinn, is just one of the most seminal voices in this goddamn scene. Yeah. I don't care if Magnolia Park's been around for 20 years or if you're in your first day. If you don't get excited about having Kellen Quinn on one of your tracks, you shouldn't be playing music anymore. Um, what was it like, What was it like, guys, to have, to have Kellen on a track? I mean, come on. Um, it was lucky. Number one, <laughs> yeah, very, very crazy feeling because he is an emo legend, uh, through and through. So, yeah, um, yeah, he was super nice, uh, super kind, really likes our music and supports us. Um, yeah, it was just, it was really humbling to like know that someone that you look up to you, like, fucks with you like that. It was, at the end of the day. It was so weird for me because I went to the Super Sirens Chris Bell show. Back in the day when they were in Orlando, uh, <laughs> and literally I was like, well, one of these days I'm, I'm gonna play a show with these guys. Not realizing years down the road, I have a song. With <laughs> this guy. Yeah. So it's like super cool to, to like witness that. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, we've been talking a lot about these pre previously released singles, but now I do want to transition into what's ahead. Um, as you guys already, it seems like you mentioned this this upcoming mixtape on March the nineteenth. There's a single that's coming before that. Uh, b- b- help me understand it, everybody, because I I know that um, there's shit coming, and and I just I have to know what are we about to experience with Magnolia Park? All right, February 26th. Yeah, uh, we are dropping a new single called "Back of My Bullshit," uh, featuring I, I am J. Hill. Yeah. Break down. What is this song? What are we going to get from this? The feature. Holy shit. This was more of a hip hop vibe, I would say. Yeah, it's really close to sick of it all. Yeah. Yeah, it has the aggressive chorus. Um, J. Kill killed it. Like, uh, it's more of like that emo rappy style on, on his verse. Um, video is gonna be crazy. Oh yeah, video is crazy for sure. Yeah. Evan Draper killed it. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun, and the song, the song itself is about like not letting yourself like fall into those like toxic habits or like breaking out of that. Um, so it's something positive. It's not just like we're back on our bullshit. <laughs> yeah, our version of back on my bullshit. Like, yeah, I'm back in on my stuff. I'm back on doing what I need to do. To yeah. Get ready to go. yeah. Yeah. That's actually a, a beautiful message, right? Is like, the, again, like it's almost cliche at this point because last year really was so fucking terrible. But like, this is the year to get back to the fucking bullshit, get back to your grind, get back to your shit guys. Like I totally, totally get that. And I totally, I mean, I just embrace it 100%. So, okay. We've got this single, uh, back on my bullshit. It's featuring I am J kill. This is February the 26th. Can't fucking wait. What else is there? Because you guys are telling me, I heard you even say it before I was ready to talk about it, which is fine. March the 19th, we've got a collection of music coming. What, what's that all about? Another feature, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, the 19th is our first mixtape. We're dropping uh, three this year. Um, it's called Dream Eater. Um, it has Sick of It All, Love Me. Um, it has Sunburst featuring Maggie uh, from Glimmers. 
and it has like back of my bullshit. And wait, 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 wait. I fucking love Maggie. Maggie used to write for Spinning Thoughts. Hold on. She's fucking on this? Yeah. yeah. yeah you caught yeah. me while I was drinking whiskey on that. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> wait, so she's on one of these tracks that will be, um, there's three on this first mixtape, you're saying? Yeah. Love Me, Sick of It All, and which one? Uh, the, back, back, on so, back on my bullshit. It's, she's actually on uh, like a remix of Sunburst. Uh, that song that's already out. Um, she killed the verse. It sounds like it sounds like that classic, like neck deep vibe. I, I love it. How I love you guys, it. How did you guys link up with Maggie? Um, just through IG. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I yeah. Maggie, I've been sharing. We've been on Facebook groups together. Yeah. And stuff like that. Maggie's yeah. fucking awesome. I mean, guys, I tell her this all the fucking time. She doesn't write for spinning thoughts anymore. We miss her. We love her. I, I tell her this all the fucking time. One of the best voices I've ever heard, ever. Period. Flawless. Hits every note. So brilliant. So creative. I love that you have her on a track. It's so weird. When I first heard it, I was like, is this Haley? <laughs> is this Haley Williams right now? Like, this is so good. Bro, I will tell you, she's fucking better than Haley Williams. I mean, uh, Maggie Schneider is the fucking shit, and I'll go to the grave. I'll die on this hill. Um, absolutely. So March 19th, we've got this mixtape though, right? And you're saying one more time for my own knowledge. Cause I, I was just like pumped about this glimmers thing with Maggie. Um, love me sick of it all. And then this new one that's dropping on the 26th back on my yeah. bullshit. Right. Yeah. Is this going to be something that people get on streaming services? Is this something from your website? Like, what do we see with that? It'll be everywhere. Yeah. Available everywhere. Uh, music videos, uh, as much content. A lot of TikToks coming from this. A lot of TikToks. <laughs> and we'll uh, talk yeah. more about this TikTok stuff because TikTok. I look up to you to you all on that TikTok. Uh, you guys are really killing it there for sure. Um, now, you're saying this is one of three mixtapes, though. Does that mean the other two are happening in 21? Can we put you on the record right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like, like, you guys are like, yeah, yeah fuck this, yeah. That's an easy question. <laughs> second one's already like. Your second one's already done. Yeah, it's done, ready to go. <laughs> Third one is, uh, it's getting there. It's almost ready, but uh, that's going to come out in October. Yeah. It's actually called the Halloween mixtape. I'm speaking this into existence. <laughs> the Halloween mixtape is finally coming. It's coming, um, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, then the next one, the one in July, we already have made for that. We already have all the songs done for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the next like, one after this one. I know I should be having off the first one, but. That was we, crazy, bro. We got a crazy one. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. So let me let me ask you a bold question then when it comes to these mixtape releases. Two questions. Will all house three songs or are we talking nine total? And are will the other the back six? So these other two that we haven't really we don't know much about. Are they all brand new music or is there songs that have previously been been released on them? So actually uh, the first project Dream Eater is going to have six songs in total. Oh. Uh, so it will have Love Me, uh, Sick of All, Back on My Bullshit, Sunburst, Things Don't Have to Suck, and Saining. This That's is the, the one that drops on the 19th? Yep. Yeah, March 19th. Yeah. Oh my god, there's six? Yeah. yeah. And, and then the next one is also going to have six. No, no, no five. Five, five, five. That's five. five. And then the Halloween mixtape, I think we're going to add... Uh, uh, yeah, five new five ones. More. Yeah, five new ones, and then we're going to uh, bring back... Uh, like some singles with maybe some like feature, maybe a feature on Sick of It All. You never know. Um, but uh, yeah, the Halloween mixtape is like the main project this year, and we're uh, leading up to that. Um, 
they're going to be like all the all the new songs. Like we have three new songs uh, you haven't heard on Dream Eater. Five new songs you haven't heard. So two new features. Actually, three new features they haven't heard yet. Oh yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah, and we're definitely gonna have some more. Like we like having a collaboration of artists uh, throughout the year. I mean, I guess I could just tell them, right? What? Because uh, we have uh, I am Jake Hill. Yeah. Yeah, Maggie from Glimmers. Yeah. Then we have. Oh, Ollie from Broadside. <laughs> I forgot we had Ollie from Broadside, too. Yeah, yeah. Ollie Baxter from Broadside. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God, guys. Okay, swinging for the fences. You know, I'm not that much into baseball. Let's fucking go for it. That is awesome. It seems like we're going to have to get you back on here for like an episode later in the year and talk even deeper about some of this stuff, maybe even premiere a song or two. This is more than what I expected. <laughs> this is way more and i mean like correct me if i'm wrong guys um i couldn't find this shit anywhere so uh, is this really the first time we're talking about this yeah yeah fuck yeah guys i love it i love it there's so much to look forward to you guys are amping me up um and again i got to keep myself on target here or else i'm gonna just go off the rails um while we're there's so much to talk about and to think about with this new music but I do want to really hone in on something that Magnolia Park has caught my attention on consistently, and that is the branding. Um, I mean, a band is a brand, and and anybody who says elsewise is probably not that well engaged, right? But your band brands so fucking well, and I mean that in terms of your merch. We'll talk about merch in a second, but the music videos, the music videos are so fucking good, and I have said this before on Spinning Thoughts, and and I almost hate to say it, but I will say it again, that when I think of a band to come on the show, I usually look to see one thing at the very beginning to even if I'll consider it. Do they have a music video? Because to me, a music video shows that you are invested, that you care about your the way you look, the way that you, not to put like a shallow nature to it, but the way that you like brand yourself is, is important, right? You guys... Take that and run with it. Um, what is the approach here with your branding, with these music videos? It seems like you work with a guy named Andrew Wade quite often in these music videos. And I'm referring to Sick of It All, Love Me, and even Houdini. Talk to me about these music videos and just the importance of this medium for you guys. So, yeah, we have a, a team behind us. Um, Evan Draper is our main videographer. Um and he works like very closely with like Josh and Joe on like putting the videos together and the concepts. Um, he shoots it. Um, he has his own team too, a silo digital team. And uh, like we we put it together really quick, um, the content, and we just like literally gel. Um, specifically on Love Me, uh, like we put together that vision, like like last minute kind of. Yeah. Um, but the aesthetics were the aesthetics were there, like all preconceived. Uh, luckily, we, we found the Lambo. Thank you, Christian. <laughs> all right. Hold on. So I'm going to stop you there because you're fucking reading my mind. I have a question specifically around the fucking Lambo. I, I, I watched the video twice just to make sure like I wasn't seeing something like crazy. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> awesome. Uh, my buddy Christian, uh, he's, in a, he's in another band here in Orlando called Ivy Paint. And um, I was just finished shooting a music video for them. And he was like, yeah, I got like all these cars. Um, so if you want to use one, uh, 
just let me know. I was like, yes, I want to use the Lambo. <laughs> so <laughs> he was like, all right, cool. And like, he literally came through while Orlando was having like a rolling blackout at the time. And we were like, all right, cool. We were shooting in dark. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that was crazy. We have a, a curse uh, that happened at the Houdini shoot. So we shot at this like magic, black magic store. Really creepy, creepy dolls everywhere. Freaked us out. <laughs> and uh, every like video we shot after that, like something weird happened. Like, <laughs> Love Me had a rolling blackout right when we were shooting, like the exact time the lights went off and we all freaked out and yeah. we're scared to go check the power. Um, what happened at uh, that come up? Oh, uh, um, we're basically in the video, we used uh, my friend's truck. And my friend was going home after the video shoot and gets to an accident. Oh, yeah. Oh, my and we're God. Just like, he's okay. He's yeah, he's okay. okay. He's okay. <laughs> um, but we're just like, what in the world? And then uh, this recent one. Oh, yeah. For things that have to suck. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that. Yeah, that was just, uh, that was just uh, we basically got kicked out of, like, the, the videography place uh, because whoever was running it didn't tell us. Uh, you can't record like like a band music video. We got our money back and everything, but it was just like some something dumb like that. <laughs> Crazy. So we have to reschedule the video. Oh, jeez. You know, it's like there's not enough roadblocks in the way for for people, you know, to create music, especially in this like subgenre of uh, genre, right? As if there's not enough roadblocks along the way. Um, it's it's so interesting to hear these kind of stories from bands, and hopefully this. You know, this uh, bad juju or whatever that's following the band uh, after that Houdini shoot goes away. Did any of you guys get to drive the Lamborghinis? Or the Lamborghini, I guess? Did you drive it? I drove it a total of 10 feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm too tall for a Lamborghini. I'm way too tall. Oh, so, my God. The, the the struggle is real, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll, just, I'll stick with the Jeep. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. So, you know, another thing about this branding, though, that, that I kind of loosely mentioned was this merch. And that's another area that I look for with bands is what are they doing with their merch? Because that's such a great opportunity to spread the word. And and people love to rep like right now, uh, for lack of a term, great band out of New York. Uh, highly recommend everybody uh, go check them out. So your merch is sick, bright vivid colorful and what i love about it is it corresponds with some of these singles that we've been talking about i've seen a couple other bands do this i told you guys this already why is the band going about this merch drop or these merch drops this way um and how's it been going so far yeah um well big shout out to jessica griffith uh she does like pretty much all the merch designs okay, yeah and the, and, and the the covers and everything um, she's super amazing to work with. She gets the vision that we want. Um, but yeah, we, I'm, uh, I saw a band called sleep token doing this and, uh, I like, I love their music and really inspired by them. So, uh, I brought it to the guys, like it's working for them really well. We should give it a shot. So that's out to sleep token for good business practices. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's been working out for us, um, doing it like that. And, and, and it makes sense because, you know, there there will be arguments. I actually we won't we don't need to talk about this unless you want to. But I saw on your Twitter that you guys like uh, quote tweeted somebody saying that the future of rock music was um, 
solo artists, right? You guys kind of came back and said like, yo, we could do both. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other, right? Like it's like this blending of approaches and genres and people and embracing. What do you guys have to say about that? I mean, if we're on that topic right now, what, what do you have to think? So I know why they said that because MGK and Ian Dior and uh, Jaden, they're all solo artists, but they're all popping off. But at the same time, they're also forgetting that all the other bands in the world are also doing the same thing that they're doing. But yeah, like for the artist like MGK, who's already a colossal artist, um, switching genres for, for an album, they think that like, oh, so this is the new way. Yeah. Now Halsey is thinking about doing one. And Demi Lovato is thinking about doing one. It's like, yeah. I think it's well. Shout shouts out to Finn McKenty, the punk rock NBA. He uh, he's an awesome person. Um, but yeah, that's that statement. Um, I just think it's it's not true because like you have bands on the come up now, and usually it comes in cycles of like solo artists and, and bands. So it kind of goes like in a, a circle of life. But there was a point in rock where you had both, like. In that 90s, like 2000s, you had it all colliding. That's when it worked the best. So that's why I was trying to, like, uh, make the point of, like, if both succeed and both are, like, on the come up, there's a lot of bunch of new great bands coming up. So when, if both succeed, the genre will, like, thrive. And I'm glad to see it's coming back it with, is. like, the, the pop artists like, as well. I'm glad for that. I'm thankful for MGK, yeah, to for be sure. honest, because he's the, he's one that's really paving the way. Uh, revitalizing pop punk. I know people hate whenever people say that, but it's true. Dude, but here, I, Josh, here's the thing though, and I, I actually talked to a, a guy named Jared from a band called Dear Youth about this a couple weeks ago. And I'd asked him, like, what are you jamming these days? And he was like, yo, I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying MGK. And that's fucking bullshit that like people get hate for. Here's what I told Jared, and I'll tell you guys this. Like, I knew who MGK was before tickets to my downfall, but I'll be fucking honest. I never once listened to MGK. I mean, not once, not once. You know, it's not because I hate the guy or the genre. It just wasn't in my sphere. It just wasn't in my vision at that point. It wasn't there. But, you know, the, the fucker does a pop punk album and it enters my sphere and it's fucking sick, you know? And I just, the big thing for me, and I think that, I think we agree on this. I could be wrong. You could tell me if I'm wrong. But I think that we agree the world doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be that you shut one down so the other can thrive. It doesn't mean that, you know, it, all it means is, is let's just fucking do this together and let's stop hating and let's just embrace a little bit more. That's the vibe I get from Magnolia Park. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're, wrong. you're totally right. Yeah. Like, um, I, I love to see how the youth and like the little older generation is coming together and just like celebrating the style of music because it's so amazing and um i'm glad to see it's progressing and like uh adding like elements like hip-hop and alternative like it's all coming together like artists like kenny hoopla nothing nowhere are are also like amazing and it's like it's pushing us musically too because we look up to them yeah yeah um and blood and young young blood like there's so many cool artists right now like you can get inspired by it. and uh speaking on machine gun kelly like the album is amazing the dude did a whole like musical music video uh has great pop punk songs yeah, like you don't see many artists doing that i mean it's the only other artists i've known to do that with no one yeah it's it's like something amazing 
uh, that's happening to the scene right now. So I'm really grateful for that. I really like your guys' vibe and, um, what a great conversation this has been. Uh, I, w I do want to talk very quickly about TikTok. Now, TikTok, I actually talked to you guys on. I follow you there. And that's where I sent the me message like, yo, we should talk on the podcast, right? Now, I'd heard yeah. of you guys before TikTok. And, and spinning thoughts is just new to TikTok. And, and here's the thing. TikTok's been around not a long time comparatively to Twitter and all the other stuff, right? A lot of people jumped on it during COVID and the pandemic because they were isolated and things like that. I don't know when you guys jumped on and, and if you want to talk about that, that's fine. But what I do want to say is this, that it looks like you realized that TikTok is beneficial, that you can use this as a marketing tool, that you can actually reach people on this platform unlike any other platform. You don't even need a following. You just need to know what the fuck you're doing and post yeah. cool content. You guys, of all the people that I'm starting to follow on TikTok and look at from a podcasting music perspective... I look up to you guys a lot, actually, in this realm. Why did you go on TikTok? What are you guys doing on there, and what like what's the goal? So, I mean, it's such a, an amazing platform to just bring people to your music and your art, and like show what you're about. Like, uh, we were lucky enough where one of our let's take it all went viral on TikTok, and we shared a bunch. And um, yeah, we just that platform is so amazing to grow. Um, and to connect with people and different kinds of people and you can share you can uh it's so it's it's like a music platform yeah. and it's it's like we got lucky enough to be a new band when this is like popping off so um, I, feel, I feel like we, we got the idea from uh, crimson apple another band oh yeah def TikTok. yeah definitely crimson apple influence how, like how we do mm -hmm. like tiktok um and of course like Jaden and like that's that's actually when I was like pressing Freddie because I saw Jaden I, I I love his music and stuff so I saw him do it on TikTok I'm like bro we should do this and see if what happens and it's working out and uh, we we dedicated a lot of time to making content for that yeah yeah I mean you guys are really flourishing there and the content is great uh, you're one of my favorite follows on there so I totally totally encourage everybody to go check out Magnolia Park on every social media, right? But TikTok, you guys are killing it. And I still feel like it's an early adoption kind of thing here. There's a lot of bands that are even vocal about like, yo, we're not ever going to fucking do this. I think that's silly. I think it's just silly to cut out a demographic of people. It's silly to cut out a platform. Um, and, and I just, again, this just seems to be a brand for you guys, whether you know it or not. It's just inclusivity. You guys are all over the place and you're doing it all. And it takes effort though. That's the key. And that's why people don't like TikTok is it takes fucking effort. It's not the same kind of thing as posting on Twitter. Do you guys have any advice for bands who, whether they're established or not, TikTok to them is fucking new and you guys are doing a great job at it. Do you have any advice on how to really post content or to be successful on TikTok? Find your time. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Find, find your time for TikTok. Yeah. Definitely um make uh you can always like see what's trending. Um, but like make if you're an artist, like make uh showcase your music. Make content, showcase your music, make it interesting. Um but it doesn't matter if it's the same song. Yeah, it like, doesn't. The more you post the more people will see it. And yeah. that's the thing that I really, I, I kind of loosely mentioned it earlier with sick of it all. 
that was something I fucking loved about you guys was the bands tend to say like, yo, we've already posted about this song. We can't do it again. Right. We can't post again about this too much. You guys aren't afraid of saying, hey, we fucking did this. Like we worked hard on this. Like the first time we post it doesn't mean every motherfucker in the world is seeing it. Let's keep telling people about it. You're fearless, guys. I love that. Yeah. And that's uh, I, I study like the music industry a lot. Um, and like back in like the Motown days, they would push like singles for years. Like they yeah. wouldn't just like, Hey, here's a week of us promoting it. It's more like here's a year. you got to grow your song. You can't just like, Oh, it's not working out. Cause sick of it all wasn't working out for yeah, it yeah. like month one. We only had like 20 K on the song or something like that. And then we kept on pushing and pushing and pushing. Now it's at 500,000 something. So it's just got, you got to believe in your art that you made. Uh, and just like, like promote it. If you think it's awesome, tell someone it's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, and TikTok uh, specifically, if like any bands are like not sure about it, it's literally your your target audience. It's your demographic. There's pop punk kids. There's rock kids. There's metalcore kids. Metalcore kids. Bring there, me the rides is on there. Now, yeah, so bring me the rides is on there. There's older generations. There's the middle generation. There's everyone's on there. It's not like yeah. something that's like weird, dude. It, I just saw the mob from Zach and Cody on there. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she's on there. Haley Williams is on there. Like, yeah, everyone's on there. It's it's just it's just something fun and and like amazing that that like for musicians specifically that you can kick off your music career. You know, absolutely. You guys are seriously. It's it may be tough to see this, but I'm telling you. You're inspirational because you're doing stuff. You're you're going against the grain in some things. You're being told things aren't pop punk or whatever the fuck it is. You're going on to TikTok and you're embracing it. I love you guys. I, I really can't wait to see what this year has for you. And you've told me and my listeners, our listeners now, um, what's going on in 21. But in a perfect ideal world, and I know we're far from ever living in one of those guys. But um, if we could just pretend like we're going to have one of those here in 21, beyond the mixtapes, beyond all this music, beyond the features, what do you hope uh, Magnolia Park accomplishes in 2021? Um, definitely uh, just like connecting with uh, more people on the same messages like, hey, this song uh, meant a lot to me or this song helped help me get through a tough time. Uh, I would love to see someone with a Magnolia Park tattoo. Yeah, Magnolia Park tattoo <laughs> would be cool. That would be dope. Yeah, and just uh, like I said, like uh, letting people know it's okay to be different. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to not be in a box. Yeah. Like, <laughs> boxes, like, we all know boxes exist, but in this term, yeah. boxes don't exist. <laughs> it's like... They, they don't, and uh, just... Yeah. Live your life, be happy. Be, be, be happy, and yeah. I'm hoping our music can connect to with as many people as possible. I, I This is the recurring theme. I, I honestly feel like I just started talking to you. I'm looking, we're 45, 6, 7 minutes in. So I guess we're at the end here. So I want to kind of put the ball in your court and just see, is there anything else that you want to add or say or mention to our listeners and to your fans uh, here for episode 211 of Spinning Thoughts? Um, we're, we're really excited to put out all this new music. Um, thank you for everyone who supported us. It means the, the world to us and, uh, looking forward to share our art with you. Uh, we love you all. 
Uh, don't be afraid to love. Don't be afraid to be different. Um, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Um, and thank you for listening to our music. And thank you for um, resonating with us. Yeah. Once again, I want to thank Tristan and Josh from Magnolia Park for being here in episode 211 of Spinning Thoughts. I cannot wait for their new single, Back of My Bullshit, featuring I Am Jake Hill. It drops February the 26th, and then we've got the Dream Eater mixtape on March the 19th, and so much more here in 2021. Make sure you follow us on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. The video podcast drops at noon Eastern the same day, and then it hits all platforms on Mondays. We'll be back the same time, same place, but until then, make sure you share music, spread love. See you.